I was going to do a different psalm, but the Lord pricked my heart on Friday um, to do Psalm 63 instead. So turn with me to Psalm 63. All right, uh, follow along as I read aloud. O God, thou art my God. Yes. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. To see thy power and thy glory, so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. Yes. Because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. Amen. When I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches, yes. because thou hast been my help, therefore in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. My soul followeth hard after thee, thy right hand upholdeth me. But those that seek my soul to destroy it shall go into the lower parts of the earth. They shall fall by the sword. They shall be a portion for foxes, but the king shall rejoice in God. Every one that sweareth by him shall glory. But the mouth of them that speak lies shall be stopped. Amen. There's a handful of lessons that I want to pull out of these verses and highlight that I hope would either reassure your walk with the Lord and or make things clear. I want each and every one of us as individuals in this church, including myself, to have the Lord to be your God as an individual. Yes. All right, so let's get to it. Verse 1. O God, thou art my God. Yes. Who is the Lord God Jehovah to you? Is he just the God of the Bible? Is he just the God of the apostles, of Solomon, of, of David or Abraham? Is he just God to you when you're at church? Is he only God to you when you're around those who like to talk about him? Or is he your friend, Amen. your father, yes. your creator, your master, and your God? Amen. To David, Jehovah was his God. Yes. You will only see these benefits of a peaceable life that can be found in some of the upcoming verses if you live out a life where he is your number one priority, yes. where you are truly his servant, he's truly your master. So let's figure this out. How can we put him first? Well, he goes on in, in verse 1 and continues. He says, early will I seek thee. Remember yes. that during the, during the time that David wrote this psalm, he was running from Absalom, his son, who was out to dethrone him. And for many men, if they're being chased down by someone, their first thoughts, their, their entire mind would be consumed with the reality that someone is out to get them, or in David's case, to dethrone him. But examine David's devotion. In the midst of stress, pressure, and anxiety, he tells the Lord that he would seek him early. Why? Because his cause in life was not for the vain pleasures of being a king and uh, maintaining that title or, or being a father or any other aspect of life, but rather his cause was the Lord. His devotion was to him. So let me ask yes. you, what do you do when you, yes. when you wake up in the morning? What do you do early in the day? Are you too focused on your job? Is it your relationship with your spouse, the pursuit of trying to get one that gets in the way? Is it a hobby? What do you do? Yes, we have our carnal and practical responsibilities, we have spiritual ones as well. And number one to David and number one of the list of a mighty man's life is spiritual. Yes. So when you get up in the morning, spend time with the Lord. If you're not an astronaut early riser, do, still do it. Set a reminder. Do it for the Lord. There yes. is a cause. Amen. Amen. My soul thirsteth for thee, my flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. Again, we all know that David was running from his son during this time, so a reason for him making the statement was based on the geography that was around him, a desert. He's, he's fleeing Jerusalem. Uh, he's around a dry and thirsty land where there, there is no water. David, 
he knew he had basic necessities to fill, but he, that wasn't his primary focus in life. Right. He was king of Israel. He had so many responsibilities, right. but to him, he valued food and raiment far less than he valued his daily bread and feasting on the word of God and joying in the Lord. Yes. His relationship Amen. with the Lord mattered to him far more than anything else. David was put there because of his son and his loyal servants chasing after him. But how many times have you brought that dry and thirsty land upon yourself? How often have you focused too much on what we consider basic necessities and ignored your spiritual necessities? Yes. Excellent. So one point I want to pull from this first verse is make the Lord your God by seeking him early, and through that he will give you rest. Amen. Verse 2, to see thy power and thy glory, so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. Being forced to flee from Jerusalem, David didn't have the opportunity to worship in the house of the Lord. He was away from God's tabernacle. He, even in distress, he desired to be back where he could be honoring the Lord yes. in his sanctuary. Be like David and make the house of the Lord a priority. Yes, Lord. Verses 3 and 4. Because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hand, hands in thy name. Yes. What is loving kindness? By definition, it is tenderness and consideration towards others. To David... The Lord's loving kindness that he got from putting the Lord first in his life was a reason for him to shout for joy. Yes. Are we doing that when the Lord blesses us? Do we choose to sing praises and blessings to him for his tender affection towards us? And to balance off that, think even further. Loving kindness, it, it's an attribute of the Lord, but it's only yes. one attribute of him. How many others are there you can think of? There's an exorbitant amount. That one aspect of God alone was enough for David to be filled with a gladness that came bursting forth from his lips. He goes on in verse 5 to say, My soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness, yes. and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. Right. So not only does David find joy in putting the Lord first, he finds joy in his love, the Lord's loving kindness towards him, but he also finds even more joy in praising him for that. His joy just compounds more joy. The single attribute of the Lord's loving kindness, David claims to be better than life. There's yes. so much more to, to God than just that single attribute, and we understand more than David did with the New Testament. So are you bringing forth praises to the Lord like you should? Lord, help us. You have numerous amounts of reasons to. So shout praises to the Lord. Yes. Verse 6, When I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches. In addition to David's praises, he makes a conscious effort to remember the Lord upon his bed yes. during the evening. Amen. Much like when he would rise up in the mornings, the Lord was what was on his mind. Yes. Do you feast upon the words of the Lord before you go to bed? What better way to fall asleep than to do so by spending those last waking minutes with the Lord? Yes. His words should be sweeter than honey to you, yea, sweeter than the honeycomb. You should treasure them more than fine gold. Seek and meditate upon him in the night watches. Verse 7, Because thou hast been my help, therefore in the shadow of thy wings I rejoice. Again, because thou hast been. Yes. Past tense. David was able to rest assured that the Lord would comfort and protect him because of his past experiences. This was definitely not the first trial that David faced in his life. Far from it. But he knew that he would, Amen. he knew that when he would place his trust, his genuine trust in the Lord, that he would be delivered. Shielded from all harm under the shadow of his wing. Yes. A lot of us in here have been through some serious trials in our lives. But when you put your trust in him, hasn't the Lord brought you through? Always. The Lord has been your help. So don't have doubt that he won't help you again. Remember how he has helped you in the past. Verses 8 through 11. It says, My soul followeth hard after thee. Yes, thy yeah. right hand upholdeth me. 
But those that seek my soul to destroy it shall go into the lower parts of the earth. They shall fall by the sword. They shall be a portion for foxes. But the king shall rejoice in God. Every one that sweareth by him shall glory. But the mouth of them that speak lies shall be stopped. Verse 8 is a prime example for David or why he's described as the man after God's own yes. heart. My soul followeth hard after thee. Yes. If you want to know how to make the Lord your God, here's how you do it. And through that passion and effort, the Lord will bless yes. you for it. He will uphold you with his right hand if you are his. Excellent. And through the upholding of his hands, you're shielded and guarded from those that seek to destroy you, like Absalom tried to do to David. Yes. Not only is there joy in putting the Lord first and seeking him with ferventness, there's also protection. Amen. And what better protector than he who is in control of all things? God will lift you up and set you on a high place for rejoicing in him and will tear down the wicked who speak lies and vanities. Seek him with ferventness. So, in summary, be like David. Show the Lord that he is your God. You can start by doing so by seeking him early. Make church and that one-to-another relationship a priority. Shout and sing praises unto him, and shout and sing praises unto his name. Seek and meditate upon him in the night watches. Remember how he has helped you in the past and trust in that. And also, all else, seek him with a fervent passion. Be like David and make the Lord your God. May the Lord be praised. Amen. Amen. Amen.